Hi, Hi everyone. everyone. And welcome to another episode of ITT Podcast, which stands for In This Together Podcast. Our podcast is our honest take on relationships, love, and marriage, with the aim of sharing our views and experiences for you to take from it whatever you need. So whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, or happily married, there is something in it for you. Hi everyone, today's episode is called 10 Common Marriage Advice That Don't Actually Work. They don't work. <laughs> so we are going to talk you through 10 tips that most people give to married couples and they just don't work. We found in our relationship they don't work, but people still give this type of advice. And we just want to break down why we don't think it works and why it hasn't worked for us. We're also going to give you a bonus one after the initial 10. And then we're throwing in five things that people always say, which we found absolutely do work. So these are the tips and advice that you really should take in your marriage. Yeah. And then we're also going to have a bonus one for that too. So yeah. Let's get to it. Let's go. So we're just gonna we're just gonna go through them. We're not even gonna um we're not even gonna waste any time. But why are we doing this and why it matters for me is because I think a lot of people get given these pieces of advice and I think they mean well. And I think when you're in a marriage, you could find yourself trying to implement these these pieces of advice and it not working out and you feeling like it's you or your marriage that is the problem. Yeah. So I think that's why it's really important for me because it took us some time with some of this to really realize that actually, no, this just doesn't work. It just doesn't work and it's okay. Let's put it aside. We don't need to try and do this. This is not how things have to be done. Yeah. So I think it I would help that. other couples to hear some of the things that we've gone through and why we don't think they work and I what agree. you can do instead. Same what about thing, you? Same I think it's important to put this out there because every marriage is different. I see it as a like a cheat code that allows you to be aware of these things that don't actually work <laughs> yeah. before you get to them. And we're not saying you shouldn't trial them, right? Yeah. Because, you know, different things work for different people. But yeah. we're just saying that this is... Yeah, it's a little heads up. It's a little heads up that, yeah. I think so if you're trying it and it's like, like that Nuri said, and it's not working, it's not you, it's not your partner. It's, it's just five. working. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and just a bit about the list. There's 10 things, but we have our own things that we absolutely put in this list because we do not think it works, right? And there's things that we've done in our relationship. And then we also went through, we did a bit of research on marriage advice and yeah. we were able to pick out some more things that we could say, oh yeah, people do say this and it doesn't yeah. work. So yeah. some of this is because we're just so passionate about it that we, we put it on the list ourselves from the beginning. And then some of it is us doing a bit of research to make sure that we're kind of covering all yes, the types of yes. marriage advice that you yeah. might get. So the first one is don't go to bed angry with each other <laughs> or always resolve issues before <laughs> going to bed. And this is one that we put on the list. Yes. This, this is where this, this is number one because number uh, one. it doesn't work. No. Tried and tested <laughs> and doesn't work. Tried, tested, persisted, persisted yeah. and still didn't work. It don't work. And it, it was actually something that we tried to do because we felt like surely if you try to resolve issues before going to bed, mm. then your relationship should be perfect because every day you're waking up with yeah. resolved issues. Yeah. But the problem with this advice is that sometimes you just need to leave each other alone. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Sometimes trying to resolve an issue escalates it beyond what it actually is. I agree with that. And I was the kind of person, and I, you know, I'm always the kind of person that wants things resolved. I'm the kind of person like, we need to talk about this now. We need to yeah. fix this. Like, yeah. I want us to be happy again. And Frank is the kind of person where he needs time. And so trying to do this in our marriage, it just hindered yeah, us. And it, it, it didn't did not work at all. Yeah. It made things worse. Yeah. And even when you think of the kind of, I mean, some things that we've talked about before in terms of masculine energy and things like that. Mm-hmm. If you've got a husband that likes to kind of take his time to sort through things in his head and he likes space or he doesn't like conflict or things like that. If you're the kind of woman that forcefully tries to re- rectify things, that is not very feminine and it can yeah. come across as very um, controlling, controlling. demanding. I agree. I agree. And he can really push back, push back on, that. on that. Yeah, that, that would cause a lot of pushback yeah. rather than bringing you two together, yeah. you know, have you come to an amicable agreement, it yeah. just pushes you further apart. Yeah. Because you then resent them because you feel like they're not resolving things. Yeah. And then they resent you because they're like, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with this person always trying to force me to have conversations I don't want to have? Um, so instead, what we do is if things are escalating or we feel like it's actually an issue and we're upset with each other, we go in separate places, like yeah. be in separate rooms. Like you might yeah. be in the kitchen, I'll go to the room. We tend to now actually leave each other's presence. <laughs> and from yeah. there... If it means that we go to bed and we're not happy, that's fine. As long as we but, know. But there are but there are times that we do acknowledge that we need to talk about this. Yeah. Before we go our separate ways. Yeah. Before we go to bed, that like, we need to discuss this. So that's sometimes that's, that's set the, a date. We don't actually discuss it there and then. Yeah, because before then, I've I've come to apologize. Is it always my fault? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I apologize to you. Yeah. No, look. It kind of happens naturally because with us, because we don't try and solve that, solve the problem right then and then anymore. Yeah. Anymore, you often find that when we do go our separate ways in terms of like you know, you go to the living room, I go, I go to our room or whatever. After a couple of minutes, we're actually trying yeah, to, try to resolve it. Like it's kind of like bah. because just having that thought process, yeah, having that time to yourself to think, you think, okay, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, let me just go and apologize. Things are resolved much quicker. Yeah, but if it happens at night time. Just having a sleep next day, you feel yeah. you 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 have a different perspective of what happened the day before. And exactly, disgusting. Sometimes clearer heads clearer out oh, in, the, in the morning. I agree. And sometimes things that seem like they're such a big deal are not a big deal in the you know in the light of day. Exactly. Like, exactly. Why was I so you know upset about that? Sometimes yeah. it's other things. Sometimes it's a day you've had that's made yeah. it feel like that. So yeah. so why add that to the day you've had? Yeah, by making things. So we don't live by this anymore no. at all. If if we're going to go to bed upset with each other, that's fine. We know that we still love each other mm-hmm. um, and we'll deal with it when we deal with it. And But we definitely don't let things fester. No. You know, what, we'll, no. what we're not saying is let things fester. Like, and, you know, go to bed that day, go to bed the, the next, next day. day no, 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 we're not saying that. No. But we are saying, like, if it so happens that it cannot be resolved that day, accept it and don't push each other into conversations that you might not be in this headspace to have. Yeah. I agree. Number two. Remember their family is your family. Yeah. Not true. Not, not true. Quite. You should love their family, but yeah. they're not your family. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this one is so funny because I think what people mean by this is that 
their family will become your family because you're now married. So your sister-in-law, your brother-in-law, your your nephew, that mm. you know, you all kind of blend and you become one family. Yeah. But I think what we found is that actually you really do need to remember that their family is not your family. Their family is their family and they have a way of being and a way of dealing with their family yeah. and a way of interacting with their family that is just not your family. Yeah. And And you've got to respect that. You've got to respect that. Because what could happen in that space is you then try to create one cohesive way of being, but families are very different because different backgrounds, different mannerisms, different expectations. Different traditions. Different traditions. And so the fact their families, your family thing doesn't work. And I think we respect each other as the lead um. Almost like the lead advisor yeah, or the, the, the representative of the family. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so you, yes, you know the best approach to your family. Yeah. So, like dealing with your family or managing your family. And yeah. same here. Yeah. So, you've got to respect that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And we try to make sure that we continue each other's approach with each other's family and respect yeah. that. But we do this in this kind of unity way where we, yes, we yes, always, yes. if I have an issue with anyone in Frank's family, I'd speak to him and mm. he will know how to navigate it or, you know, but that doesn't happen very often because no. I would say we do love each other's family and we do re- yeah. respect each other's yeah, family we do. We do. and we spend time with each other's family as if we are one family. Yeah. But our approach, our approach is, yeah, we keep, we, we keep, keep it clear that. Yeah, yeah. Very clear. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I agree with that. We keep it distinct. Um, not arguing is a sign of good ma- of a good marriage. Nah, yeah, that's no, not-, not arguing is a fake marriage. Is a sign of fake marriage. Trust me. Two people that love each other will argue yeah. because you're two adults, human being that are coexisting together. Yeah, you will argue. Yeah, and so sometimes to me, not arguing when we go through periods of absolutely not disagreeing, not arguing, most of the time. I think it's like one person's checked out, <laughs> one person's sold out a bit, and there's other things going on. Exactly. That one. Exactly. It's normally a sign of distraction. They're distracted from the two of you from that from that marriage at that yeah, point in time. True. So it's always good to check with them. Is everything okay? Yeah. Because you are expected to argue. <laughs> Like, excuse me, it's been a month. It's been a month, like, let's get it out now, yeah? And I guess that's not what we're saying, like, but we're not saying, you know, argue for argument's sake, but I'm saying arguing shows that you're communicating. Yes. And I'm not talking about fighting, either. No. We're not talking about violent fights, screaming matches. We're talking about disagreeing. Disagreeing. The notion that there's no arguments in a good marriage is just not true. And it's it's not good marriage advice. You shouldn't feel guilty that there's arguing in your marriage because it's very normal, like Frank said, you know? So squash that one. Doesn't really work. Um, Next one is marriage or your partner will complete you. Oh gosh. Marriage completes me. He completes me. No, he doesn't. And no marriage doesn't. Yeah. You have to come complete it. <laughs> Don't be, you know, you have to be complete. You have to be complete. You have to complete yourself. You have to. You have to. Marriage doesn't complete you. If anything, marriage will confuse you. Marriage will challenge you. Marriage will make we'll you kick your ass. Let us know. If you're not uh, completed. No, that's no, true. Yeah. It's true. Let's be honest. Yeah. It will. Yeah. 
because yeah. it's challenging. Yeah, we'll yeah. say it is very challenging. So if you're you not to know who you are, you yeah. come complete. So this is another one of those ones where it's like I think what they mean is not necessarily how people take it and how it's being interpreted. There is an element of marriage complete in you, if we're fair, in the sense that when you find that person that you can live your life with and just grow together and experience yeah. life together. Yeah. You feel complete, complete in the sense that you feel happy that you have yeah. another human being yeah. to share your life with. Yeah. But it doesn't complete you as a human being because you yeah. can still be a fully fledged, complete human being without yeah. a partner. And you should be. Yeah. So I that agree. when you meet someone, it's just a better yeah. life. Not yes. you're waiting for them to have a good life. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. 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 It could be a bonus. Yeah. Mean someone, I don't think it's it should be something that you yeah, need bonus. in your life to, yeah. to complete you. Yeah, yeah. So and I think me and you, we're very strong characters. You know, I always say we're the eldest in our family. I'm the oldest girl, you're the oldest boy. And I feel like we have very strong personalities, strong values. We really know who we are. Mm -hmm. And because of that completeness that we have, we're able to have a really good marriage and respect each yeah. other's differences yeah. and then appreciate the things yeah. about each other that's similar. So I think don't expect marriage to complete you. Try and make sure that you complete yourself as much as you can. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. This is an interesting Number one. Number five. Always put your partner first. Why is this a, a bad one? Anyways, <laughs> by the way. What, did you not agree with this? We agreed with this. Yeah, but remind me again why it's... No, why it's not always put your partner first because always, yeah, it's that is the word that always put your partner first. Yeah, always. No, I've got to highlight that always. Yeah, that's it. Get a highlighter. Always put your partner first. Yeah. No. no, don't no. put each other first. Put each other first. It's like no, not really. Yes, in that you have to think about each other when you're making certain decisions, but you should. Yeah. I don't think you should always put each other first because I think. What happens when you put other people first is sometimes you wake up and realize you've neglected yourself so, that's the risk. for years and years. That is a risk. And your partner can't even get that the best the version of you yeah. if you prioritize other people, or even he himself. himself. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's just true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. you have to prioritize you yourself. To and prioritize even yourself. in our relationship, I would say there was a period of time where I didn't put myself first. Yeah. And you didn't. Enjoy it being mad. No, wife no, I didn't. I didn't because I wasn't getting, I wasn't seeing the best of you. I wasn't yeah. getting the best of you. Yeah. What do you love about me now that puts myself as? Um, you're more confident. Yeah. You're happier. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's important. And the thing is, Frank has always put himself first. I learned a lot about putting yourself first through you mm. because you've always loved me unconditionally. I think you've loved me the best I could ask for. But I think you always put yourself first like when not in that negative way you know, I didn't I, I, but in the I sense that it. you don't like people invading your space your privacy your feelings your it's like you would you know how much you can take you know where your limits are and you would prioritize your limit and what you contain yeah and you've always been like I don't care what other people think I don't care how this looks other people I'm putting myself first yeah and um, and I do that to be the best version of myself for you. Yeah. Because being able to do that allows me to be in the, in the right frame of mind mm. so that I can support you. Yeah. Or else then it's kind of like... You'll fall apart. I'll fall apart. And then you're falling apart. Then who is supporting who? Yeah. So... I love it. I think that's a great thing about you. And yeah, so 
that doesn't work. Um, number six, opposites attract. This one is one of those ones where it's not completely untrue, yeah. but I think it can lead to people being in a relationship with someone that they shouldn't be with and feeling like, oh, but opposites attract. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or they're with someone that has very similar, mm, similar, similar um, thing to them in the field. values and then, like, yeah, we're too similar. We, I've heard that before. Like, we're too similar. Yeah, yeah. it's just like yeah. me. It's just like me. But I don't know. Something yeah. different would be. Yeah, I feel like opposites attract is a red herring because I think at the end of the day, you have to have key things that align, key like, values. It's like we were talking about last week. Um, a few. It's like we were talking about a few episodes ago about um, traditional and modern. You know, you have to know what aspects of you aligns, yes. and it has to be yes. the important, the important parts. Yeah, opposites attract in the sense that you might like pizza while he likes pasta. That's fine. Or you know, he might be really outgoing and you're very reserved. Okay, that's fine. But does that impact your ability Literally. to actually coexist? Yeah. Yeah. And if it's something like well. You know, he doesn't want to do this and I want to do this every day. Yeah. No, in that sense, yeah. opposites don't attract because yeah. it's like, yeah. it's going to impact how you actually live out your marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at the opposite attract kind of thing, if you put it into the context of finances, mm. opposite does not, it, it will not work though because if he's a spender and she's a saver, that's opposite, right? Mm -hmm. But would that... Would that we're relationship we're work? opposite on finances. We're not that we're not that opposite. We're not that far from each other. We were at the beginning. We were at the beginning. And we like, did opposite yeah. to track, didn't they? Yeah, we did. We, we, so we now we tried to get more on the same page. Same page. Yeah. Yeah. Either I come onto your page where you're spending and just join you in the spending <laughs> or you <laughs> But we had but we found the middle ground yeah. to it though. So um but yeah. yeah. And that's because opposites don't attract all the time. They might attract, but opposites don't always work. Yeah, they might. Yeah, when it's, well, when it says opposite attract, it do, it's not sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't last. Yeah. You, you've got to try and get on the same page about a lot of those things that you're opposite on. And you need to make sure that a lot of those things are not fundamental yeah, things. Fundam yeah. About who you are, what you want in yeah, life. Yeah, uh, because people could could be listed to this and say but me and my partner we are opposite of this and that and that yeah still work yeah and me and you are like that yeah. me and you i would say are opposites on almost everything in terms of the kind of person we are yeah but then we're not opposite at all on our values and, values and, and fundamental things, things like, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah we're actually not yeah so that's the key part that's the key part yeah um number seven real love should be easy and effortless Ooh. Yeah, and I think in the beginning of our relationship, I used to say like, oh, it shouldn't be this hard. Do you remember? Like, even if you, yeah. we loved each other, we should be having a more effortless relationship. Like, yeah. I know, I know. I'll, I'll just look at you like, hmm, look at this moo. <laughs> she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. I, that That's no. not true. Real love should be easy and effortless. Yeah. Oh, if he loved me, he wouldn't do that. No. If he loved me, he wouldn't say this. Anything, like, any, anything that's good. Never comes easy, but that doesn't mean that we're saying put up with. Bullcrap. No, don't put up. Don't put up. You know your limits. Don't put up. Yeah, have your boundaries. Have but your boundaries, love is not easy and effortless. You're still gonna have to work yeah. at it. You're gonna have to work at communication. Yeah. You're gonna have to work on conflict resolution. Yeah. You're gonna have to work on if you're you've married with children, like parenting. 
There's, yeah. there's, there's, I mean, I mean, look at us. We've been married for for a number of years. We're still working at things. Yeah, you have to. You go. I feel like go, I'm go. still getting to know you. <laughs> you understand? Nah, <laughs> I'm still getting you to know. Because we're aging. Ah. Okay, age. Okay. I'm okay. Young and beautiful. I'm. I don't about okay. you. I'll rephrase that. But we are getting older, and yeah. as we get older, there's a. It's like a new layer that I need to get to know again. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it is. So. That cannot be easy. Yeah. It won't be easy. It's not. And it's, it's not. not. You've got to accept that this gonna it's gonna take work. And you can't always throw in the towel when something takes work. Yes. It's not the way people like yeah. to make it out in movies. Yeah. Especially rom coms. Because <laughs> you know, romantic comedies, they really do make it seem like, you know, oh, we just love each other and we just went off into the sunset. It's like, no. What happened after the camera stopped rolling? Yeah. You know, there was a relationship that took place and it's a lot of work. Yeah, simple as that. Number eight, children strengthen a marriage. Oof. Oh, hell no. They don't. They, they, I mean, kids are a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing, but they, they will not strengthen your marriage. If you're, if you're trying to have a child to to build your marriage, uh, uh, you are using the wrong cement. <laughs> Her, you are using the wrong cement. Hey, uh, forget that. That, that would judge. You will not strengthen anything. If you're, if the core is not there already, if your marriage is not strengthened already, that child will come and split you guys up. <laughs> that, how does it look? What melts cement? Because kids are like that. Like, oh, they would just, the child is like, what's, what's, what's the thing that you pour to dissolve something? Like, I can't even imagine. Like, a child is, Will do that to your marriage. Like if you if you you got a child, the only thing it strengthens is the bond between you, in the sense that it doesn't matter if you break up with that person, it doesn't matter where you go, you will always have a bond with that person Listen, because you share a child, good or bad. It doesn't matter how many other kids they have. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. like if you're looking for that kind of <laughs> toxic or untoxic or but like yes, unbreakable yes, bond, yeah. and that's what some people yeah. do they try and trap people in an in unbreakable bond yeah. that by having a child yes but it doesn't strengthen your marriage no if anything it, it makes it harder it makes it challenging more challenging if the if the bond's not there if the yeah if the if you if your marriage is not strengthened already yeah the core is not there mm. then it's yeah, yeah it's a hazard waiting waiting to happen but when you do have a strong marriage kids can make that strong guy yes in the sense yes. that you know, when you do have a strong marriage, you have that unshakable bond, like I was saying, which can be negative mm -hmm. or positive, depending on the person. You have that. You now have that unshakable bond in an environment yes. that is already strong. Yeah. And so you, you really come together more. Yeah. But just having a child in a marriage that's falling apart is actually a recipe to make it fall further apart. Yeah, make it worse. Unless you're the kind of people where you're like, now that we've got children, we're not going to break up no matter what. In that yeah. toxic way, yeah. where it's like we're both gonna do what we want in this marriage, but we're yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you have to have that kind of agreement in place. Which yeah, is where it, then that's a different. That's not yeah. strengthening your marriage. Yeah. That's, that's just forcing you to stay. That's gallivanting. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's different in your yeah. marriage. Um, oh, this one number nine. Your happiness is not your partner's responsibility. That is marriage advice. I think we tried to adhere to. You're yeah. like, oh, 
I can't rely on him to make me happy. Yeah. I can't rely on her to make me happy. Yeah. I need to. That doesn't work either, and which is interesting because it's kind of it seems like it's contrary to what we just said about um, putting your partner first to some yeah. degree, but it's not contrary to it. There is there is something about this advice that is not fully true. Your happiness, in a way, does rely on your partner. Your partner is, in a way, responsible for your happiness yeah. to some extent. They're not solely responsible for it. Yes. But I think sometimes this advice takes away the responsibility of the partner to make sure that they're not yeah. toxic. Yeah, they need to uphold. Yeah, they need to uphold the, the, promises the promises they've made to you yeah. or the yeah. or the... They, they, need, they, need, they need to uphold that. The, the happiness yeah. that you have. For example, if you're a man and you meet, you know, a woman, mm. and when you when you met that woman, she's always been happy. Okay, yeah. you're now in a marriage and then she's becoming unhappy. It is your responsibility to ensure that they continue to be happy. Yeah. That's that's what I'm... And need to find out what, what, find out what is on. going on. Yeah. And then try and resolve that yeah. issue. So I think there's a responsibility in men. Yeah. Or... Because why are you going to marry a woman and now she's miserable with? And, and that, 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 that cuts across the other side as well. Like, you know, if, if if he's a, you know, a lively person and all of a sudden is a miserable git, find out what has made, what has... Yeah, because it could be you. It could actually be you. Could be you could be things that you're doing. relationship yeah. is difficult. And if you're, when you're married to someone, you're in a relationship with someone like that, you're with them 24-7. Mm. So how can they not? affect your happiness they will absolutely affect your happiness yeah and they bear some responsibility on your level of happiness yeah what they can't do is make you happy if you yeah. are hell-bent on, on being Be unhappy yes that's correct <laughs> that's correct you you first need to choose to be happy and you can choose to be happy in any circumstance but your partner could definitely chip away at that happiness yeah and so don't feel like if you're in a relationship where you're unhappy where it's like well my happiness is my responsibility so it can't be anything my partner's doing mm -hmm. da, 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 da. it's like no your happiness is is your responsibility um but it's also your partner's responsibility yeah. to some degree because that's a commitment you made to each other especially if you're married yeah. you know so so i guess it's it's your responsibility with the support of your partner yeah they have to uphold they it. They have to uphold it. They're not solely responsible for it. No. Is what we're saying. Yeah. They they are part of that happiness. They're the person you're living with day in, day out. Yeah. So they yeah. they're best. They, they have a lot of influence. They do yeah. have a lot of influence. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay to accept that your partner has some influence in your happiness. It doesn't make you less of a person and it doesn't make you a weak person. Yeah. And actually accepting that could help you with setting your boundaries and expectations. Mm. And also getting out of a situation when it's time to get out. Mm. That's um, a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Really good point. Last but not least, number 10. You need to put your money in one pot to have a successful marriage. Is yeah. that so? No. <laughs> no. And this is one of those things where I've heard a lot of people say like, oh, pull your money together. We have all our money in one account. He gets paid into that account. I get paid into that account. And then all our money's in one place and it's just all of our money and then we have to make decisions based on what we're going to do with the money. I don't like that. I don't like it. Frank doesn't like it. I think we didn't even try this because we did not like it from the beginning yeah. and we knew that yeah. it wouldn't work it wouldn't for work us because yeah. our money is shared. We have joint accounts. 
but we do not get paid into one big pot because we always wanted to keep some autonomy over oh, the money that we, we earn. Yeah. And we wanna, we're really big on keeping that sense of individuality in our I relationship. Agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And a lot of it was you as well. <laughs> Although I didn't mind, actually. I, I agreed with that viewpoint. Yeah, because I I thought it made sense to, because you, it's one thing when you get, when you're married and it feels like you lose all of you. Uh, yeah. So having that, like you have your own account. So for example, you know, I don't know what you do with the money that you have left. Yeah. I'm, you do what I do, but. No, 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 no. I, I'm saying that. I'm saying that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not monitoring what you, exactly. Yeah. I'm not like, because if you have, if you have all, if you have the money all in one pot. Yeah. It means that whatever you're drawing out. I'm watching it. So yeah. I'm like, what's that 200? What's that 500? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. But if, I mean, we have joint savings. Yeah. You know, this, that's understandable. And we have a joint account that our yeah. bills are paid. Yeah, exactly. So we mustn't forget that. Like, yeah. we do have a pot. Where, where our money's... An account. Whereas yeah. for like bills and stuff. Yeah. 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 So we have a, a joint account where our direct debits come out of for everything to do with the house. But we put into that account separately. So Frank... For all the things he pays for, he will transfer a certain amount into that pot. Most of the time, I don't transfer as much as Frank into that pot because a lot of the things that I'm responsible for tend to be things that I just do, like the food yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not as responsible. There's not many bills that I'm responsible for. So I don't put as much money into that pot for bills, but I spend throughout the month on food and things like that from money in my account because yeah. Yeah. that's how it is. And then we have pots as well that we, we save up like emergency pot. We have, you know, pots for like um, our date nights and then we have pots like that as well. Oh uh, yeah. But yes, but yeah. So we have all of that. And then, the then we have our, pot. we have our own individual account where we get paid into. So whatever yeah. left, whatever we have left over is kind of like our, our freedom. Yeah. Money. We don't watch each other's don't money watch, like that, especially yeah. because of the fact that, we know that each other's money is for the family in a way. Yes, yes. So we always prioritize the family and stuff. But it also helps us to be able to do things. Yeah, for each other. Like yeah, surprise each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just keeps a sense of individuality it that does. we think is really cool. Um, we can do a lot more for each other when we know that we can manage our own money. And we don't lose that sense of being an adult and managing true. money. That is true. That is true. There's a, there's a sense of responsibility there as well yeah like you know you have your your money you know whatever you're left over with and you can do whatever you want to do with it because yeah. i trust you to do whatever you want to do with it yeah 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 so i think what we're saying is if you are in a relationship where you don't have all your money going into one pot your salary is going into one pot it's okay like it doesn't mean your marriage is not going to be successful you just got to have clear processes on how yeah. things work like like i say we have a joint account and things like that and we have joint savings and things like that so it's okay you don't have to feel like you have to have things in one pot i think when this becomes an issue is where you have a couple one person that earns significantly more than the other sometimes that can be an issue because then it's like well how much should i be contributing and why am I not, you know, yeah, I think but, that's but, where it could be like. Oh. Yeah, but in that situation, if. That's why the man should live. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Unless unless the woman earns significantly more. I think if a woman earns significantly more, the man should still pay for everything. That's right. She. she that's, well, that's it. But she could, <laughs> because she gets paid significantly more, 
it just means that a lot of her money will be put into the savings pot. Yeah. He can still take care of all the essentials. Yeah. And she can still. So it can still work. Yeah. You still put the same money into the same pot, but a lot of her money will be put into like a savings pot for the family. Yeah. And then he takes care of the essentials. So I don't think there's an issue there. Yeah, that's true as well. Yeah, but I think for a man, it just it makes it's better if we get paid more because that means that we can cover all all the aspects of our responsibilities yeah. and then do more. Yeah. I think. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so if your money's not all in one, if you're not getting paid in one part, it's don't fine. don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. fine. You just got to iron out what works for you in terms of finances. And if having it all in one pot does work for you, then great. They're great. If yeah. getting paid into one account works, works, then fine. It's fine. Go for it. Um, we're just not a fan of it because yeah. also it also implies some sort of 50-50 decision making on yeah. certain things. Whereas we're quite clear cut on who gets to the, the final say on what. Yeah. You know, especially like food and decor and things like that. Yeah. You know, that's my my yeah. domain. Yeah, and then true, there's true. things that are you know to do with Frank's domain. So mm. you know, the, yeah, there's a clear line. Yeah, like line. things like the car and stuff. Yeah, that was more your final say. So yeah, I feel like yeah, it just makes things a bit clearer, makes things easier to manage. You know, if you're you keep your sense of individuality. Yeah, I agree with that. So what's what's the bonus one? We've we've covered the ten that we've said. Yeah, what doesn't work? What people say, which is not true. Well, this is more like what people say, and it's not true. Um, I think a lot of people insinuate or they assume. Just get straight to it. <laughs> Sex becomes boring in marriage. Nah, uh, all this insinuate. Get straight to it. Sex becomes boring in marriage. That's not true. It becomes better. No, uh, come on. Enough, enough, uh, enough. Let's keep now. this PG. This is PG. Let's keep this PG. Yeah. Basically, intimacy, as I prefer to say, does not become boring in marriage, okay? It is more about how you two engage with each other. <laughs> it's how you maneuver. Stop. It's how you maneuver now. How you move around. It's more about how you got to keep that alive, I think. You've got to stay intimate and you've got to be like intentional about it. Yes. I think if you just let your marriage fall by the wayside, then... Especially especially just having the... Especially believing the perception that... Yeah, yeah, it becomes boring. So you kind of expect it. So you kind of play into that. The detail is going to become boring. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to make an effort. You've got to make an effort. You've got to stay the way you've always been and you've got to be just as attentive to each other as you were before you were married. Yeah. And it will not become boring, man. Because that hasn't been our reality and we've been married for over 10 years. We can start saying. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, that's all the things that are not true and don't work. Um, We've come up with five things that people say which are absolutely true. Most of these, you've heard them and we can just say, yep, confirmed, right? So, we're just going to rattle through them. This episode is not going to be as long as all that. Nah, it's a quick one. Quick thing. Yeah. So the first one is communication is key. Communication is important. Yeah. You already know. You already know. You, if you've been listening to our podcast, you know. Yeah. We've, been, we've always been talking about communication. Yeah. Yeah. In every a- aspect. Yeah, Boundaries, vulnerability, um, all of those things like your values. And, yeah. You know, all of that is part of communication and it matters so much. So yeah. Yeah. That advice is everything. Spending quality time together is everything. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. it is. People say that. Make sure you make time for each other. Spend time with each other. You have to. 
fantastic. Yeah, that's been one of the keys yeah. to our, the success of our relationship and our marriage. We've I agree. always Fun done things together yeah. as a couple. Yeah. Fun things, date night, yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, we haven't traveled. If we just, if we just finally time to, uh, to, to, to support each other in our work, mm. you know, in our work and working environment, in our working life, like that's spending time together. It's like, yeah, tell me what the current issue is, you know. So yeah, holidays that is coming. <laughs> Promises, promises. <laughs> Holidays are coming. Better holidays are coming. Holidays are coming. <laughs> oh, come on. No, but uh, yeah. yeah, I feel like if they mattered that much to me, I would have made sure they happened sooner. But I feel like we have so much fun together that we we don't prioritize holidays as much in our relationship as we probably should. And we're probably going to do that a bit more down the line. Like we said, we wanted our kids to yeah, grow up a bit. Yeah. We want to travel like we can travel with our kids. Yeah. We don't want them to be a headache when we travel. We want them to be like an experience that we all remember together. Mm -hmm. So the next one. Number three. Number three. Plan for the future together. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Short term, medium term, long term goals. Do that. I mean, we've, we said in episode 10 of last season, being in this together, it has a lot of these kind of tips. And we talked about how we do like a yearly review, a quarterly review and stuff like that. Yeah. And that stuff is like really really important to our marriage yeah, and yeah. it's really helped us a lot yeah. so we really would encourage you plan together on and understand each other's plan yeah um talk about and be open and honest about finances yeah we did a whole episode on finances yeah. in the first season. season yeah um i think it's called finances in math finances season. in marriage or finance matters in marriage that's what it's yeah, it's called Finance Matters in Marriage. So have a listen to that if you want to hear like us just talk about finances in full. Um, but you need to talk about and be open about finances in marriage. Yes. That's yes. one thing that is absolutely true. True. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And lastly. Don't neglect the intimacy. Yeah. You know, don't neglect. You cannot, you cannot sleep on that. You no, cannot I'm sleep on <laughs> Oh, literally not sleep on that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah. people would say don't neglect each other, yeah. eat, make sure you're intimate, make sure you're making time for each other. That advice, yes, fortunately, yes. fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you take it, is true. It's true, very, very and true. And it's like one of the biggest things that keeps your relationship strong, I think. I agree. And a bonus one, that was something that I thought. Yeah. And choose your battles wisely. Yeah. 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 Why do you pick that? People always say that. I just think. You need to be careful what what hill you're going to try and die on. Sometimes it's not everything that you need to argue about. Okay, it's not uh, everything mm. that you need to make a big deal of. That's mm. why boundaries and standards are really it's important. important yeah. Because if it's a preference or it's something that is not that big a deal to you, don't, don't create a yeah, block I, I agree. out of it. Don't make a mountain out of a molehill. You know, some things you can let slide. You know, you're two human beings. You're two adults. You, you have your own responsibilities and autonomy over yourself except that you're not gonna your partner's not always gonna be the way you want them to be and you have to just choose your battles wisely that's good advice in my opinion and it definitely works the more i started to do this the better our relationship Mm -hmm. became yeah especially because frank was not having me consistently (laughs) complaining or getting on his nerves it's like just leave me alone leave me alone and I had to be like, okay, so when I do talk, I don't want to be a nag. So yeah. when I do talk, I want it to be 
yet. Yeah. Because yeah. this is important. Yes. True. Yeah. True. And that is And that's it. That's it. That's been a quick and quick and fast one. <laughs> yeah. That's been a, a bit quicker than all our other episodes. But it's yeah. just because we just wanted to get this out for episode number ten. Yes. Before we give you ten things that we have learned through our marriage that don't work. Yeah. And then some things that do. Yeah. So yeah. So thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you. See you in the next one. See you in the next one. So that's it, everyone. You've heard our views on things that do not work in marriage, despite them being common pieces of marriage advice. And we've given you a few things that we think do. We hope that you can take away some great tips from this. But remember, every relationship is different. Every relationship is unique. If they work for you, let them work for you and carry on doing them. We really hope you tune into the next episode where we'll be discussing married people and single friends. Don't forget to email us any of your questions, comments or dilemmas at itt.thepodcast at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram at itttpodcast or one word. Thank you for hanging out with us and we'll speak to you on the next one. Bye. Bye.